Welcome to Breaking the Panel live on twitch.tv forward slash GSU Media. I am the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall. And uh, Rod- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the man singing my praises over there, Chris Wisdom. Show yourself, dude. <laughs> all, all day long with those kids upstairs and the damn Alexa. Alexa, play Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, the man who is literally frozen, but probably has never seen Frozen, Paul Klotz. I've seen Frozen. Yeah, the Pornhub version doesn't count. N- not even that. Wait, there's a Pornhub version? <laughs> oh. I was going to say, the fiance lives halfway across the world. He'd been frozen. <laughs> oh. Oh. And all I want to do is let it go. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, the man who still is essential because we need that apple cider, Phil Keating. That's right, but they wouldn't let me go to work today because I had a scratchy throat. So uh, I'll keep taking it because it's really just allergies. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear it's just allergies. But yeah, hi. I don't have a better joke than the frozen one. So, <laughs> uh, and we have a very special guest tonight, Phil. You've known him for longer than any of us sitting here. Why don't you introduce uh, our guest? So I, uh, it's no surprise to anybody that I am a Nintendo fanboy, and I spend most of my time listening to Nintendo podcasts. And about four years ago, I stumbled upon one called Power Time Podcast, which really breaks down issue to issue of Nintendo Power, starting from issue one and on forward. And uh, so with us today is the host of Power Time Podcast, Tom Tate. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me, Phil, and, and everybody. You you stole my COVID-19 joke. Sorry. Um, my well, Frozen what? and Frozen 2 Alexa joke got stolen. What? So what? <laughs> got much material. I mean, I'll just what? sit here quiet for the next couple hours. That's what? fine. What was your name again? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it your name is. Oh, you're doing pre-show jokes? I'm doing pre-show jokes. pre-show joke. Yeah, we were just talking about D-Generation X. So, yeah, this is everything is just getting beefed up. All I have is my failed podcast to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you uh, can't take viable. that away from me. You can't take that away from yes. me. Ours, ours has failed too. It just hasn't died. It just hasn't died. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't lost the last four episodes of what we recorded, so we're doing Six. all right. And Oof. COVID's about to wipe out all of our grandparents or parents. We're going to have like one viewer after this. So this oh. is this is episode 210, <laughs> volume one, where we talk about the headlines. And as you may figure it out from your own searching of the internet, there's not a lot of headlines to dig through. So we actually are going to talk about some of the things that have been entertaining us this week. Uh, as we talked about last week, right? Universal Studios said they're going to bring theater releases to the home. And right now, there's three of them out there. It's The Hunt, Emma, and one other I can't remember right now. And I think my wife's going to do Emma because she really wants to see that. But we're waiting. As a family, we're waiting on Trolls. Troll World Tour drops on April 10th, same day and date as the theater. And I use Quotey Fingers for theater because all the theaters are closed. And who knows what will be happening on April 10th. Uh, but they are $20 to rent for 48 hours. Works really well. Uh, but... Also, with Fandango now, you can get new movies. Or that I mean, they were in the theater. They haven't done the 90 days out right before they sell them and everything else. Birds of Prey, you can buy it for 20 bucks, $19.99, the Harley Quinn film. And it's, it's SD, HD, or 4K Ultra HD. 
each one's 20 bucks. So why wouldn't you just buy the 4K Ultra HD? I, I don't know. But there's no price difference in those. However, they dropped them all Tuesday night, last night as of this recording. And Aaron and I and the kids got in there right after dinner and went to buy it through our Roku TV and it purchased. And it's through gift cards. We have some Fandango gift cards. So it's purchased through gift cards. And then everything went to hell. The game, the game, the movie wouldn't load. Stuff would happen. I had to get on the phone with them. The world crashed Fandango's website. Like the, the Fandango site wouldn't even come up and show me my movie library. So for two hours, Fandango went down when this happened. So did you get these gift cards through your movie pass uh, ro- <laughs> loyalty points? Is that where you got this from? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. As long as it works, Is it, it works. my time? <laughs> There will be no movie pass tonight. <laughs> so we <laughs> Why is that one? Why do you have that loaded? <laughs> uh, but so uh you can get Bloodshot, Birds of Prey for 20 bucks. We can also rent. Those are just straight by. You can't rent them, you buy them, you own them, it's done. Sonic is coming on March 31st, if you wanted to try it out. And then of course I said Trolls is coming on April 10th. Uh, but the interesting thing is there are a lot of other movies that have maybe been out a week or two or three of the theaters that you can rent for six bucks. Yeah. Like the Tom Hanks, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood yes, that's on this it. list. Five ninety nine. So Knives Out is on this Knives, list. Exactly. Yeah. Zombieland, Double Tap. So there, there's some movies that I wanted to see when they were in theaters, but um, I probably won't even watch any of these because i'm too busy becoming a billionaire um, <laughs> a billionaire yeah oh, you caught gotcha. it <laughs> yeah yeah so charles the money and animal crossing are bells no i i figured that out from the five mind-numbing minutes i watched phil play I played for three hours on stream. I watched it for five minutes. So you really bought this for Bloodshot? You're really going all in on this Vin Diesel Bloodshot movie? Yeah, man. I want to encourage them to do this more at home. And, and you know, I'm not against the movie theaters, but let's make it a better access. Let's change how the entertainment world works and how we experience it and keep making more comic book films. I like Vin Diesel. Yeah. I like the preview for Bloodshot. I'm going to I'm gonna drop 20 bucks, even if the movie's shit, just to say do this more you know, give me good movies but do do it more like this i think it's happening too it's a it's unfortunate that it it, it might be a pandemic that causes it to happen but i really do think that we're going to see that this is going to show signals to the big studios that this is possible um my kids are excited because onward the new yes. Pixar movie yeah like that like we were we were ready to go see that um and everything in my my neighborhood just like shut down super fast right so we we didn't get a chance to see it my kids were bummed out and uh it's 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 available now and then it's coming to disney plus um i think april 1st or something yeah something april 3rd like yes you can get it april for 20 dollars, yeah. or you can wait a week and get it for free on disney yeah. plus it's awesome and that's april 3rd is next week so yep. yeah yep. just out there so and, and i think this is i think onward is the chosen test balloon for disney to see how this works before they start throwing the big guns like you know black widow and things um i just saw on uh fandom.com earlier today i was looking at the list they had like a you know a, a picture of all the the films that got held back and black yeah. widow still didn't have a still didn't have an updated release um it, you, it's a shame that some of these studios didn't jump on board like go ahead and let universal be the first one at the trough that's fine with the announcement or whatever but like you sh- you should have dropped wonder woman you, you should have figured out a way to deliver that in home uh 
because these are the, these these studios, the ones that 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 take the leap first are the ones that are making the money. Like, unfortunately, mm -hmm. we I kind we kind of identified it last week and a couple times. It's it's a shame that the that the movie theaters didn't pick up on this and work a deal out with movies to become a streaming service for new release or recently released movies. So they had that infrastructure in place. Right. Um, and now they're now they're literally getting caught with their pants down because they have to shut down. They have no way of getting revenue, and they could have had in place deals and that would allowed them to show these movies in your home through their their apps i mean they already mm -hmm. had their 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 theater specific rewards programs um they it could have been built upon you know we talked about amc you can see movies that are you know coming to dvd release you can you can check them out on their site as well they were going in the right direction just not quick enough they're you know so is blockbuster <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's the that's the question you know fandango not only partners with AMC, right? Because I put in my AMC membership card and I get my online fees waived. And I still get my points for any movie tickets I buy through Fandango. Uh, but now they are the main portal for these movies that we're talking about. Uh, uh, I don't know what other portals there are because in the original story that Klotz brought to the table, and I got it right this time, so I got you, hmm. uh, that uh, it said it was through a Roku TV app and some other stuff. I don't know what that stuff is. I just know on my Roku TV, Fandango now had it all. And I can go online mm -hmm. and do it. And it's tied into movies anywhere. So immediately when I bought uh, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, it went right into my Movies Anywhere library. So I, I wonder, I would just be hesitant as Fandango, because, um, I mean, it's good. Like, somebody's capitalizing on this and making the move and showing that it can work. My concern for Fandango itself, because of what they were as a ticket sales and having deals with all the theater chains, is they're going to start out as, say, like the Hulu equivalent. And then eventually every, you know, the studios are going to go yeah. to their own, you know. I mean, so so they'll do well in the short game. I just don't know in the long run how 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 solvent they'll be in that in that venue i think yeah. i think we're pretty close we're gonna i think pretty soon we'll start seeing the studios roll out especially with all roll of them starting out. to do their own their own streaming services you know uh yeah and i think you're right that that amc just really missed the boat on on getting ahead of the game but let's be honest um fandango is one of the if not the go-to place i know there's other ones i think there's adam movie tickets and yeah, some other places i use adam do you i used it like for cars three a while back because i had a free card for it but there's nothing about adam it's nothing negative but there's also nothing positive there's nothing there that said hey jump ship and buy with us instead so fandango being one of the early birds to the table kept me as a customer when they partnered with amc so i get points if i use amc theater and two i didn't have a reason to leave you know mm -hmm. and so maybe sometimes being first means something <clears throat> I mean, Fandango is also owned by Comcast and is part of the NBC family. So it's not like they're a sub, you know, a subsection company. Like they have money behind them to do all this. Um, but I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility, Christopher, to still see some of these movies that were finished in the can to be pushed out to yeah. services. No, like you're yeah. saying Wonder Woman. It's when was Wonder Woman slated to come out in May? Yeah, something like that. Okay, so there's yeah. still time. No, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. There's time. But the problem is, is like these. So when you're talking a retail, a retail place, like you, you're still going to have sales, right? When, when you have no way to get people in to, to do your product, you're just sitting there. Like this is just pure backroom stock yeah. as far as movie, movie studios are concerned. They're just not getting any kind of return on investment right. period, let alone, you know, 
we release when we're supposed to release and then it and then it ta- it, it tapers off like hopefully unfortunately um i think china is going to start getting I, th- I think they're going to cater. I think they're going to cater to the Chinese market as these movie theaters start to, to open up. Uh, theaters are starting to open up. They're getting all four of the Avengers flicks in there. They're getting what the Nolan the Nolan trilogy is going in. Um, some more uh, newer releases to try and you know build that 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 theater going audience back up. And then we'll see in the next few months because we we've all identified it. I mean the movie industry's identified it too. China's a huge market for them. Um, if the Chinese markets open up. I don't see why they wouldn't be releasing in China. It's true. And the worst, and then they're going to lose out there because they're going to have to face piracy issues. Big time. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it is going to be an interesting new world and there's going to be, there's going to be pitfalls and there's going to be victories and I hope that it really, I hope really that it comes through well that you're getting, cause the, it goes straight to the movie theater. I mean, it goes, sorry, straight to the production company, right? That, that 20 bucks minus whatever, cut fandango gets which is probably not as much as a movie theater and now you get more people seeing it chris you're right if you dropped if you dropped wonder woman this weekend it would shut their site down because everybody would be watching it you know looking forward to it now tom you'd mentioned onward that y'all were ready to go see it do you have disney plus yeah we do we do have disney plus so, so do we'll- you think you're gonna buy it for 20 bucks or wait a week and watch it on the streaming service <laughs> yeah so i i actually told I told my wife that we should buy it. This is exactly what I said. I said we should buy it to send a signal there to Disney mm-hmm. that we're we're into this. You know, like it. I I don't know. It's twenty bucks. You know, like my kids are gonna watch it a billion times. So like I think that it's probably worth backing it. You know, and just saying like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm cool with this. You know, if you guys want to keep doing this, we'll, yeah. we'll support that. And how much does it roughly cost you to take your family to see a movie at the theater? So I I have um. I have the equivalent of the movie pass for uh, sure, Regal, yeah. right? So yeah, so so we can. Um, I go for free, but like my kids, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 bucks. We try to do like matinee, ten, twelve bucks a sure. person. I don't buy them food because I'm cheap. <laughs> we, we like sneak in little snack bags. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant um, period. <laughs> yeah, no period. Yeah, per- period. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't yeah. we don't eat. So like this quarantine thing, it's it's, it's fine. Yeah, like we're doing fine. Uh, and that's how we were doing with our family for a long time, trying to go on Sunday morning matinees and the $5 Tuesdays. And But I have four kids, so that's six of us going. That adds up uh, pretty quickly. I mean, that's just 30 bucks in tickets plus taxes. And then, you know, they've gotten to where they've gotten spoiled by their grandfather, so they want popcorn. And if they're with me, I tell them the same thing. I'm not your papa. I'm not buying yeah. shit. But um, 20 bucks for me is actually saving me money. And like you said, it's sending that direct signal saying i will pay for this let's do that you know um i ever tell you guys the story about how tristan's girlfriend snuck in four hoagies into the movie <laughs> once <laughs> no no we this is when we went to go see endgame and uh i had that whole fiasco of what happened at endgame but the shining star that kind of got buried is like he hit me up like two hours before he's like you want a hoagie i was like well look i'm going to the work and then right to the theater i don't know what i'm gonna eat it he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you want an italian or what do you want and literally we sat down in like a mary poppins bag she opens it up (laughs) and starts pulling out hoagies for everybody (laughs) like really i had this charlie day with the spaghetti in a bag from it's always sunny And sure as shit, you know, they were all soggy and, and moist because they were in that bag for God knows how long. But, yeah, you can sneak anything into a movie theater if you care enough. <laughs> uh, now, now, Klotz, 
last week mm-hmm. we were talking about that uh, app you could use uh, to watch Netflix. You know, you and, and uh, Nicole use it for some of your stuff. Now, is that just Netflix or is it any kind of link? So the, the app that we use is called Stream Party. Okay. And it works for both Netflix and YouTube. Okay, but those and specifically. Bo- both of those specifically. Okay. That said, it seems to have gotten updated since uh, so the world came to a screeching halt uh, because it's a lot better than it was a few weeks ago. We, we use it all the time. Uh, in particular, we use it for Crash Test Pilots because we often watch stuff on Netflix. And it got updated a couple of weeks ago. And so it's a little crisper and a lot more reliable. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the... Um, the disconnection issues and stuff that we used to have don't seem to happen anymore. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cool way. Cause it gives you a little chat bar on the side and stuff too. So you can talk to nice. whoever's watching with you and stuff. It's yeah. Well, I, the reason I asked is if it was any kind of streaming service and you could have date night, right? You could wait till the movie like knives out or something that you wanted to see and y'all could rent it and watch it together as a date night. You mm-hmm. know, She's in Austria. You can um, still do that kind of thing with like Discord, I believe. Uh, there, okay. There's different ways to get around it. Interestingly enough, though, uh, there's some stuff that is encoded to not let you do that, like the Elgato. Uh, the Elgato will cut off your feed if you try to open uh, really? Netflix on certain devices. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good on yeah, them, but interesting. Well, it's it's brilliant. Like it's I didn't even realize that that was a thing, but it is a thing. So, yep. It's uh, that's a thing. Uh, so what movie that recently released or is in the docket to release would any of you buy for twenty bucks? No questions asked. Uh, we can start with Phil. Great, yeah. The person, uh, yeah, Jojo the person Rabbit. Didn't watch movies. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's for rent. On I know the it's Fender. for rent, and and now that I look at this, it's like, well, heck, I might have to, I might have to do this because I got Roku and I've got six dollars burning in my pocket. You know what? I'll give you the $6. I know how much you wanted to see that movie. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to, but you can just Venmo that to me. <laughs> I do that. Uh, Chris, what, what what movie would you buy hands down? No question. For your family or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to see what's get Like, just recently. If this would have happened with Frozen 2, I would have done Frozen 2. If this would have happened with... I, I would, Jojo Rabbit's a, a perfect example, too. I like, I, I yeah, absolutely. Um, at least I, clean off those coattails my brother well, <laughs> he, call, he called you first what am i supposed to do um i i don't know i'm, I'm out of the loop on what's coming out release schedules are all over the place now i got no idea what's what's coming out and when now yeah, it, yeah for me if this had happened a few weeks back i mean birds of prey and sonic would have been easy snags parasite parasite's another one i want to see that's really not out there yet on on streaming uh, so that there's a lot of stuff here, uh, Tom. Other than what you know, onward we talked about that. What's what's the movie that, that just came out or was about to come out that you would just drop money for? Is there isn't there a new Fast and the Furious coming out soon? It is. You just you just took it Charles's is. pick. You just right? took Chaz's pick. <laughs> it's nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, nine. <laughs> so nine. I mean, like that's like you know, stupid fun to watch at home. You know, like uh, after the kids go to bed. Uh, there's another Pixar movie coming out this year that. That looks cool. Um, soul, soul, yeah, soul looks good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been following. Like, I usually wait until because I do have that movie pass, right? And I just wait until like I get the itch to go see a movie and I just see what's playing right then. I haven't really been paying attention to like what's coming out. You know, what's coming out soon. So, um, Jojo Rabbit was awesome. I mean, I, I, if I didn't see that in theaters, I would definitely have paid to see that. 
Ghostbusters. If this yeah. is still going on when Ghostbusters drops. Killed it. Yeah. That was his first pick. New Ghostbusters. Absolutely. Kurt says cats. Kurt needs to be kicked no. off the network. No. Yeah. Kurt hurts my no. face. Nobody wants to watch that. Mm, oh, Top Gun. No. There's a Top Gun coming out this year. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't pay how, to see it, but. I'll... How long can we mute him? Nicole, do something that'll do hurt him. 6,000 seconds or whatever it <laughs> is. Uh, so, um, now before we go on to a few of these games that we're playing, and there's a few more stuff. Uh, y'all, y'all going crazy in the, the chat there. Now, now, Tom, uh, Phil says he met you uh, rummaging through the garbage at the farmer's market, and uh, you said you're a podcaster. Uh, tell us a little about why you love uh, Nintendo Power, and you did a podcast about that for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, as Phil said, my name is Tom. Uh, I've known Phil for a bit. Uh, we share a love of Nintendo, and uh, it's it was interesting. There was this... Leak. It wasn't really a leak, but there was one day where all the, the media outlets picked it up. Uh, somebody dumped all of the Nintendo Power scans uh, on the Internet Archive. I think this mm. was like summer of 2016. And, uh, you know, IGN picked it up. I think Wired picked it up. And that kind of got me super excited just to dig through those. And as I was kind of digging through issue by issue, just these like scanned PDFs, uh, it was all coming back to me like my childhood, you know. We didn't have the internet back then. Uh, I grew up on the NES, uh, so I got an NES um, probably like 1989, I guess, 1990. So it was like a little later in its life cycle, but that's fine because that's when the good games really started to come out. And you know, we didn't have the internet, right? So the way that you learned about games and experienced games was with friends, talking with friends, uh, secrets, codes, how to beat certain bosses. Like all of that was in Nintendo power. Uh, yeah. And it was always like some kid who stole his brother's copy, who like brought it, you know, snuck it into his backpack. So you're sitting at recess and you're reading old issues in Nintendo power and figuring out all these tips and tricks. And, um, it was, it was fun, like revisiting some of those memories. Uh, cause it really tapped into, uh, some of the strongest nostalgia that I have for video gaming, which is NES uh, and then the 16-bit era, you know, so that's really what I grew up on. So uh, I decided um, I was doing a lot of podcasting at the time for work. Uh, so I'm a marketer by trade. So I was doing a lot of like businessy podcasts, like really nothing fun. Like this was for work uh, and, you know, interviewing marketers and doing all kinds of stuff for my job. And I wanted to take what I've picked up doing podcasting and podcast editing. Cause I was editing my own shows too. So I have all the skills like, and this is easily something that I can pull off as a solo show. Um, so what I ended up doing was just taking it chronologically, starting with issue number one, I would go cover to cover, pick out all the interesting things that I thought were really cool. Uh, and then I would splice in uh, music of the games that were featured in that specific issue. But I would find like modern, uh, VGM covers from like metal bands and jazz bands and acoustic bands, like all different types of genres. Uh, because since, since then, you know, since the, the eighties, uh, people have done so many creative covers, uh, with, with Nintendo music. So I wanted to celebrate the music, celebrate the magazine, uh, and just kind of like dig into that, you know? Um, so it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I did it for a couple of years, uh, and then it just fell off. Um, so I, I mentioned I have kids. Uh, when I started that, I had 
uh, one kid and a newborn. Uh, now I have three kids and I feel like once you just go from two to three kids, it's like all bets are off in terms of trying to stay consistent with that kind of stuff. So, uh, one day it will come back. Um, I, I, I have hopes, you know, that I'll, I'll kind <laughs> of get back into it, but, um, but yeah, now I do other, other types of podcasts too. Uh, I do a show called backlog companion. Uh, I did 30 episodes in 30 days last November. Um, so an episode a day, uh, just talking through games that were in my backlog, uh, that I've never gotten around to play, but I've been sitting on for five, six years. Um, and I do that like bi-weekly now. Um, so I'll, I'll every once in a while, just do a quick episode with friends, uh, or just talk about Ooh. the games I've been playing lately. That's awesome. Uh, by any chance, have you been on 143 pixels yet? I was, yeah. So I was on season one uh, of Bill's show, yeah. uh, Run, Jump, Stomp. Which, and, which uh, game was yours? So I, I did uh, Link's Awakening DX. Oh, um, so, yes. Yeah, so I did yeah. the Game Boy Color uh, version of Link's Awakening. Yes, yep. you taught Bill yeah. and by proxy me listening how to do the bomb arrow. I had to say, yeah, not the yeah. bomb arrow, because that's the thing about... Uh, Bomb it was something you're hitting both buttons at once like yep. what yeah yeah mind-blowing right yeah. it was it was so Great cool game. it was so cool man um so that's that's awesome what are you playing now what's what's something right now as as maybe you're working from home that keeps you entertained yeah for sure uh so i just finished the messenger uh which is kind of like a ninja guide in throwback style game uh it's on switch it's on steam uh ps4 i think too uh and i went from that which was like super fast paced 16 bit uh 8 bit 16 bit inspired game to uh yoshi's crafted world uh which is another nintendo switch game that i initially bought for my yes. son but i figured i'd play it because i loved all the That's yoshi fun. games growing up too it's fun it's just so slow like yeah. it's just oh, like yeah. i went it's from a, a fast paced action game to like to like a super slow kind of drug but but it's good it's a it's a yeah. good game um yeah, i'm definitely interested in uh doom eternal uh, we bought animal crossing, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, my kids are playing it and, um, I've been reading a ton. So I picked up a book. Um, it's called final fantasy seven. The kids are all right. Uh, and I'm super pumped for the final fantasy seven remake that's coming out, uh, next month. So I've been digging into all the lore around final fantasy seven, like a true nerd. And it reads like fan fiction, but it's actually, it's, it's blessed by, it's blessed by square. So like it is definitely, uh, considered like Canon, but it oh, reads nice. like final fantasy seven fan fiction, which is fine, but it's, <laughs> it's good. So I've been reading some, uh, some ner nerdy stuff too. That's and awesome. And then Aerith didn't. Oh yeah. What if? Yep. <laughs> and then, okay. <laughs> so Clutch, you just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And I believe on, on air, you like, it's going to be the worst birthday ever. And our, our wonderful moderator with the band hammer threatened to ban you and, and yelled at you. What what yeah. uh, what happened for your birthday that now you're enjoying? Well, uh, the day before my birthday, I went to urgent care. That that's, was fun. That's... <laughs> so and I was waiting for your dreams come true. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was working up. I was working up towards it being the worst ever. Uh, but also at the same time, Nicole bought me Animal Crossing for my birthday. Uh, there you go. So we had started playing that, and then it gave me an allergic reaction because it's so adorable, <laughs> and relaxing. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I went to urgent care for a, an allergic reaction type thing. So, uh, here's the thing: um, Animal Crossing is amazing right now because 
I, like many of you probably have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> uh, I don't normally consider myself an anxious person, but with everything that's been going on in the world and uh, having to go to urgent care in the middle of it, my anxiety has been through the roof. But Animal Crossing has been amazing. And uh, because it is so chill, it, the music, the vibe, the adorable characters and everything, the complete lack of like any kind of real need to follow any specific path or anything like you just do your thing, you know, sure, and yeah. you, you, you work on things as quickly as you want to, or as the, the game time beats you all the time anyway. So it's like, Oh, I, f I finished building all the houses for these new villagers, but the, they won't show up until tomorrow. So I guess I'll catch butterflies and fish for seven hours. <laughs> and feel really good about but it but you love that that's what you're saying right you, you love how <laughs> well, much yeah, it's just it's so therapeutic right now and yeah. it's amazing uh and it's fun to play uh it's fun to play with your friends it's fun to go visit their islands and have them come visit yours and have phil pick all of your weeds and uh you know whack each other with the net and uh other fun things uh fun fact don't just randomly dig stuff up on your friend's islands uh she might get mad at you i mean girlfriend's islands she might get oh, mad at you well, well <laughs> thank for this have girlfriends slash instead of fiance might get you more yeah. anger than picking weeds but yeah no it's awesome uh i i have a few minor gripes the the one being that uh connecting to people's islands takes forever and so like if <laughs> phil i can't believe you f you streamed it the other night and had like six people on your island at once because i felt like you had to spend 20 minutes like mm. so and so is coming to the island <laughs> boop, boop, yep boop, boop. <laughs> and now and then, they're there yeah no the, the load on that's a little little much but it's nintendo online mm -hmm. what can you do it wasn't too bad when i watched you stream the other day on your live stream it gets bad if you get a lot of people coming and going. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, the latency is it's at zero. Right. Because, you know, Suzanne came in and she was on her Switch. I was playing on my Switch. And as soon as I could hear her pull a fish out of the water, zero latency was pulling the fish out of the water on the stream. So I, I was happy with the connectivity part. It's just it takes a while for people to get in and get out. Yeah. Uh, now, you have a special project built around this game. That's right. I have started a Animal Crossing podcast because we need another podcast out in the world. But it's really just me and Kurtstable uh, really talking about not only what's going on in our week, but, you know, talking about the game itself. Episode one dropped last week. Uh, we're going to record episode two tomorrow. And kind of just laid back, kind of 30-minute get-in, get-out kind of things. Um, if it gets picked up and people start listening to it, you know, I'm always open to have the option of people sending in stories or things that happen during their time playing. But it's just, it's fun. It's fun right now. It's fun to talk about. And we'll keep doing it as long as it's still fun and doesn't feel like a job. So it's called Nook's Tavern. And uh, it's been good. How, how many episodes have you done so far? One. And it doesn't feel like a job yet. Good for you, Phil. Well, no, for but you, you know, buddy. sometimes when you uh, when you get 
guested on a show and you have to come in every week. It feels like a job. <laughs> you know, it feels like pulling teeth 30 minutes before show to kind of get uh, everything together. But no, no, it's still fun after one episode. <laughs> hey, man, I launched a new podcast and didn't just throw it in the delete pile. So I, I'm proud of you. Cut me some fucking slack here. Get your cookie, buddy. You did good today. Chris, are you to learn that Kurt has the mojo and others don't (laughs) (laughs) next week. We're launching a totally retro podcast. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's called a totally retro show. Yeah. Philip has started a solo show with every or a duo show with everybody else on the show and none of them have come out. That's true. Pretty much. Yeah. No, I I have more episodes of podcasts uh, in the delete pile than I have episodes published. Oh, that could be your next podcast. Is podcasts that never were. <laughs> just do a retrospective on all your. Yeah, no, nobody has heard it, but I just speak about every episode in detail. We could release two full seasons of uh... upside, upside down, down, and down and out. And out. That's, yeah, that's the first yeah. half of the month is the episode, and then the second half is you talking about the episode and why I threw it away. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, so Tom, if Phil ever offers to do a podcast with you, just say no and save yourself the time. Well, I was going to ask Phil if you want to do a Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness podcast. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Dive into the- oh, <laughs> Tony's going to be so up. mad. Look Tony's going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, Tony P. Anderson's watching the crap out of that. But I think Chris would tag in on that. Uh, yeah, no, I love when new podcasts actually make it there and all that. But right now, Chris, what are you doing when you're not having conference calls that drive your blood pressure up? Um, As you I have to swallow tra- the blood I'm, pressure down right I'm, now. It, well, because I'm trying to get on this this horribly named fu- fucking island. That This is what happens when you let an eight-year-old run Animal Crossing. <laughs> you, you get an island named Cherries. Any guesses as to what grows there? Apples. <laughs> you get you get you get you get museums placed in the most ridiculous spots. You get no weeds. You get no wood from the trees. He and his sister are locusts and they're they're home most of the day, so they scam extra screen time out of their mom because she's got <laughs> no Valium. So that's the only way that she can cope with those monsters. <laughs> yeah, she replaced uh, more Animal Crossing. And then when I get on for my half hour at each night, because my wife gets on before me and she's like, I'm just going to be on for a little bit to complete the task. Okay. And then an hour and a 45 minutes later, she goes to get ready for bed and tosses me the controller. I'm like, okay, great. I guess, I mean, I only have to be up for work in four hours. Let me get in what I can. <laughs> well, then, well, here's, oh. here's where you're doing it wrong, man. Um, so I gave, I gave my son, my 3ds and has uh-huh. animal crossing on it. So that's his animal crossing. And, uh, it's super tied into the switch version that we're playing because he's a child and doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would work. That would work with the four-year-old, not so much the eight-year-old. Um, I do, I was tempted after cause Kim, she started the game. I got the game for Kim. Um, cause she loved it on game on GameCube, And that was, we didn't have anything else after that, but she loved it. So I was like, okay, we'll get this for you. She started an Island. It had oranges and Ben overrode it. Oh no. <laughs> and I can't remember what she named it, but, uh, she was, she was not happy oranges. to find out. And, um, <laughs> I wasn't that, but like, so that was my main gripe with the game. I'm like, what the shit? When we played this on GameCube, I could take a train and I could come to your shitty town, but I didn't have to deal with your shitty town other than mm-hmm. to visit it. That's Why not their my- fault that you haven't been literally following <laughs> the biggest news about animal crossing before it launched. It just makes no sense. Why would they move backwards? 
Why would they move backwards? We literally go through the Reddit forums. We don't have time to really get in. <laughs> no, no, you tell me, Phil. You tell me. <laughs> we can't even cloud save. So, uh. <laughs> um, but that's 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 been pretty much it. Um, and trying to figure out this whole telework deal. So the three of you got Animal Crossing. I I I watched Phil play it. Klotz uh, gave probably the most understandable explanation of the game that i've ever heard is you just chill and do nothing and run around uh i, I never uh, fully understood it so i went the other direction right now phil and i've been playing two drunks game or well, we do that stream and play different games on it and i've been hemming and hawing about doom eternal i don't think i'm gonna play it phil what'd you say oh no you will yeah every time I'm like no and he's like, well hey buddy see he he tricked me he got me it's like, hey there, bud. Why don't you just wait a few months for everybody else to play it, and then you'll get it on discount. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I watched our good friend Scott Moore stream it first night out, and within 10 minutes, I was spending my money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it last Saturday and Sunday. I didn't have a whole lot to do. I was supposed to produce the podcast, but I didn't really have a whole lot to do, so I didn't produce the show. I sat down and played four hours and streamed all four hours of doom eternal and i gotta tell you man it's it scratches that itch like nothing else it is so good they say it's good it is it is if you like doom you like shooters yeah i know you don't like them but if you like the shooter looters uh that are fast paced this is for you it's really good it's not so unbalanced and that's where i'd get frustrated with doom 2016 felt a little unbalanced where i felt like i was doing laps around the room like constantly just running backwards, shooting demons at certain points. And there was just sometimes you just felt like you couldn't get past that room. It's too much, too much twitch and, and grab and, and click. Uh, what, Phil? Is there a museum? A, a museum? <laughs> Do you have a doom? museum in Doom? No. 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 Okay. No. Do, you have a bidet? Do you have a bidet in Doom? Because I got one today. Oh, you have a bidet? <laughs> I don't need toilet paper now. <laughs> Is there a... You got mortgage uh, to pay constantly? No. Uh-huh. No, to, I just to, go shoot things uh, in the face. And it, I mean, blow up. you could do that with a butterfly net. No, I saw the kid play butterfly net tag with you. You didn't care for that too much. Have, have you got an ATM? You got an ATM in Doom? No. How many currencies yeah, you got in no. Doom? Uh, <laughs> you like got balloons. One, two, and you got balloons three? coming over you. You got you got to shoot them out of the sky. Well, this this I thought Animal Crossing was a family game. Why do you got things coming over you? Oh well, hold on. First off, mm. have have any mm. of you seen that people are putting out horror based Animal Crossing pictures? <laughs> no. What? Oh man. Uh, continue talking about Doom. I will okay. pull this up and put the link in. All right. It's in the Discord, Phil. Uh, All right. Thank you. Which one? The Animal Crossing one? Yep. Okay. But yeah, playing the, while he does that, playing and streaming Doom Eternal has been a lot of fun. Um, And that's why. That's why this voice is queued up. Because that's my Doom Guy voice (laughs) as I stream. So, uh, and I did one the other night. I forgot to say that kills Kit Kat. Uh, It's like me on helium is fun. But yeah, it's just. um, Man, it's a lot of fun. It runs smooth. There's vaulting like we liked in Borderlands 3. There, there's power-ups. You, you, it scratches every itch that I like about a shooter looter. That because I'm not, I'm not a Halo guy. I don't, I don't want to have to run around and have the lightning. I'm forty fucking two, man. I don't have those lightning fast reflexes anymore. I just oh don't want to do that. Doom, you don't have to do that. You can have strategy. You can figure out. I mean, you have to be fast. You have to think on your feet. But you have multiple options, and it everything makes sense and flows. What'd you find, I, Phil? 
I would assume that's something you wouldn't like, Charles, when you have to be fast and think on your feet. <laughs> and also, you're you're only forty two. Yeah. Wow. That's a rough forty two. Wow. That's a this, southern forty two, I guess. This is is that's for you guys. Dragon Con's canceled. It's just canceled. I think it's for everybody. No. I think it's just for no, us. No, just for you guys. We're good. So in the in the chat in in on Twitch, I've I've put in a link to a Polygon article where uh, different Animal Crossing people are going around and taking pictures of uh, just them being creepy with blood splattered walls and skeletons and stalking and all this. I also saw face. I saw that people are doing um, the custom designs of different horror movies and putting it up on their walls in their houses, kind of like their uh, their movie posters and whatnot. So I this game. saw somewhere in the internet verse that there's a site you can go to and change any picture into a file that you can import into Animal Crossing. Correct. Yep. There yeah, you go. it's All pretty right. dope. Can you do that in Doom? No. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm zombie Doom guy. Yeah. It's you can make cool. zombies in Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just Kilted, I'm, I'm happy. Kilted Pipe Guy says, Why are you terrible people doing that? Um, uh, what what sp- spreading the news? The blood the good word? stuff. Um but I'm just I'm happy that you're actually enjoying it because yeah. you were really on the fence before it came out and I said you're being silly, you're going to buy it anyway. You're you're willing to put money down for bloodshot. I'm sure you're willing to put money down for this. <laughs> and I'm just absolutely happy that one of them came true and you actually liked it. So Yeah, well Bloodshot will be this weekend or I'm gonna do that. And I think I'll like it. I mean it's been diesel. I haven't I haven't not liked it. I even like the pacifier, even though I don't really want to watch it again. <laughs> Uh, I will have to tell you a horrifying story of my little brother, um, masturbation, uh, a shopping bag, for the patrons. and the duck scene. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we hit the break, we got one more thing here. Uh, who all here plays Last of Us? Yeah, Phil, I, I know yeah. I, he got me <laughs> play it. Tom's play it. And I know uh, they, they've done some expansions, whatever, but... Uh, according to the Hollywood uh, Reporter, as of what's the date on this? March fifth. So slightly uh, not new this week, obviously. But I just saw it on Fandom.com tonight. It's like I don't think we talked about this. If we did, I'm sorry. But the Last of Us series is in the works at HBO from the Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. And that's pretty much the whole extent of the article. But we're gonna get a live action. Looks like a live action TV show. Based on The Last of Us by the people who did Chernobyl. I haven't watched Chernobyl because it just looks so depressing, but people like Klotz and other people said it's amazing. If you can get through the depressing parts, it's amazingly done and well told. Oh, yeah. You should totally watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not it's all of us get get pulled I mean, down by the life around us. Yeah, like it's, it's no contagion or outbreak like a lot of people are watching. <laughs> I, I, whoever holds those films in their archive are just like, oh, look at all of this rental money. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's heavy, but it's very well made. And uh, you know, the interesting thing because this had such a uh, impact when it because this came out uh, as Game of Thrones was wrapping up, so a lot of people still still had their HBO subscriptions uh, for a little while, and they started watching. Chernobyl because of how exhilarating and satisfying the end of Game of Thrones was. And uh, the, one, the central story with Chernobyl is just 
very apt for what's going on these days so a lot of people have been throwing back to it been like man that feels really prophetic that that came out a couple months ago and we're going through a really similar situation now uh but yeah really well made uh great characterization and great ambiance and vibe even though it is depressing at times and and really sad uh but absolutely well done so that sounds exactly like the kind of team that could just completely nail last of us because what we definitely want when we come out the other side of the apocalypse is a post-apocalyptic <laughs> video game franchise made into a film or you, you know show. i think there will be people who want that no yeah it's yeah. well so there was uh there's a walking dead spinoff that was supposed to be coming out that got delayed right uh, yes i don't know really anything about it but uh one of my friends on facebook was like oh this is just to build hype and i'm like no nah, i don't think so i think they just think <laughs> it's not the best time yeah, yeah no. not, maybe not the best time to roll out a new and they're just show. doing announcements so you gotta imagine i mean yeah. nobody's gonna be filming anything right now for the most part so you gotta yeah. imagine unless it's some kind of animation studio that it's gonna be next year before we see anything uh, but for those who can't wait, The Last of Us Part Two will release is set to release on May 29th, uh, yep. so a few months away. And the series is definitely based on the first game, but might actually pick up some of the content from the second game. Well, well. I think this is the way you do video games in live action media is uh-huh. a television show. You yeah. know, movies hardly work. But the thing that I'm excited about is that it's going on to HBO, which it needed to just because of the storyline and the the violence in the game. But HBO normally says you have this amount of time in your series, make it work. So it's not going on past the point of of the storyline, you know, because that's kind of what happened with the walking dead is that they just, they kind of outlived their welcome and kind of never tied up a lot of the knots or anything. So if we get like, three seasons four seasons out of the last of us i'll be happy two even if we can get this done in two i'm, I'm down with it because i just want that concise storyline and uh and not too much not too much filler and not die to clickers a thousand times yeah <laughs> well that's a good thing about last of us is even the creators of the game were like play this on easy for your first time through get the story get yeah. the character love get everything about mm. it Maybe and then go and then go through on the harder difficulties. Maybe that was a mistake I made. I should go back and see. Uh, Cause you, I got to a point where everything was working great, but it had this thing where I had to sneak around soldiers and, and the, I felt kind of clunky in the controls personally. And I just kept getting nailed by soldiers. I'm like, ah, I'm going to put this down for a while. I got stuck. So maybe I need to make sure I'm on easy. And cause that's all I want to play. For a game. I don't think I've ever played a game that had a better story with more frustrating mechanics than last of us. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Mm. Uh, that's not just me, but yeah. I would have preferred to just watch Last of Us. I agree with you. Like, it would have been great to just watch it first uh, yep. then, then play through that game. I've done that with a few games, going to YouTube and just said cut scenes of, yep. of a game and fill in game and, you know, do it that way. That's how you're supposed to play Kingdom Hearts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Five hours of cutscenes. Uh, yeah. For yeah. the first game. For the first game only. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, real quick before we go to break. To that point, uh, I picked up the Capcom bundle that we talked about on Humble Bundle. We'll oh, talk about yeah. Humble Bundle later. But um, I was playing the Devil May Cry 4 game, and the first hour and a half of that game is like cutscene, cutscene 
cutscene. Uh, like I like play for twenty seconds. Cutscene. I was mm. like, dude, it, where? Somebody pull Kojima out here. I need to. You no, know, you didn't work on this. You didn't work on this. You definitely worked on this. <laughs> what the hell? I was just like, come on, let me actually play the game a little bit. Uh, so yeah, cutscenes. Sometimes good, sometimes too much. Well, if you've got something to say, hit us up. BTP at GiantSizeTeamUp.com is how you can email us. Or you can go to Breaking the Panel on GiantSizeTeamUp.net, GSU.net. Click on the Breaking the Panel box, and we have a speak pipe. You can call in your information. And we're going to take a break for just a minute, and we'll be right back. Breaking the Panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel because we do appreciate the help. And we're back. So we've got some cool stuff to do here. Uh, so, well, uh, you know what? Some of this is not so cool. Sorry, I jumped ahead to the, the breaking records. Uh, I don't know if who brought this to this. I think, Klaus, you brought it, but I know... Chris is kind of a comic book guy, so you two are probably going to run with this. Diamond Distributors is not distributing anything right now. Yeah, that announcement just came out uh, earlier this week. Um, kind of a, sh I don't want to say it's a necessarily a, sh a shock that Diamond Distributors would pull the plug at any point. I mean, uh, we've kind of talked about it that that comics, like I don't believe that comics are going to go away. I think the physical media will probably go away or become more of a collector niche market. Um, but just this, I mean, this, this right here shows the fallacy of, you know, one centralized distributor who has mm -hmm. total monopoly um, over the supply chain of comics. Um, but it, it, it shows the impact. Are they, are they headquartered in New York? Where are they no. out of? Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. I knew they were in the East somewhere. Um, I, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, comic shops were already, up against it i mean basically every day of their lives you know they're at, yeah. at, at many times too short lives um but for for this move to happen and whatever ones have not been affected yet in their states um will now be affected um this is going to be the impetus i think for publishers to really push to to digital distribution more so than they already have um in the long run, that's probably good because you'll see the you, you'll have to see the price of digitals go down if they're not producing physical. The, the only reason mm -hmm. that physical can sustain that price is because the infrastructure that it takes requires to make those, um, the material cost, um, and they can't shoot themselves in the in the physical foot by underpricing the digital copies, which is why they haven't. But um, I I don't I don't know if they honestly I don't know if they come back off of this. <laughs> Yeah, so th this is just like what you're saying, Chris, like being that Diamond has the monopoly on distribution is this huge choke point for, you know, and I understand why they make this decision, right? This is a logistical nightmare for them. They don't know where they can send stuff. They don't know yep. if they're going to be able to continue to send stuff through couriers and everything else. Uh, it, the logistics of it, not talking about everything else that's going on just the fact that various cities and states and counties are sh in various levels of shutdown and what is allowed to be open what isn't what's considered essential and not essential and what you know what the carriers themselves are going to continue to carry for a while uh, i don't 
I'm not surprised that they did this, but it, I can see how if you're in a place that is, uh, at least your local government considers you to still be in decent shape and doesn't see a need for a shutdown, whether that's correct or not is up to you. Uh, and you've got your shop and people want to come in and, and support you and buy the latest books and they can't get them, that's, that's going to cut your legs out from underneath you. So this is, uh, this is, and I agree with you. I agree that this is going to be the impetus that is going to shift a huge portion of the, the industry to digital. I think they're still going to, I think your big books are still going to get made in paper print. I think they're still going to go out to your local comic shops and any in bookstores and such. But I don't think that every book sees paper print forever after all of this. Uh-huh. And this is a yeah. huge reason why. I mean, Chris and, and anybody, if there was another major distributor, do you think they'd, they'd be shipping either? No. No, I don't. Nothing's being shipped right now. Um, you know, as soon as Amazon says that they're only doing essential things for people and everything else goes on the back burners, uh, I don't see anything being shipped out for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Amazon too, like, uh, I don't know that they've made a public statement about what they are shipping from their warehouses or not, but I know friends who have had orders for things that might be deemed non-essential canceled, whether that's a, they can't resupply it issue or it's a, they're just not going to ship certain things for a while. Uh, yeah. So it, it would be, who knows where in the supply chain that's getting shut down as well too. Cause that could be getting shut down yeah. by the couriers as well. Yeah. yeah. Cause they, you know, they, they have a, the couriers all have a responsibility to get as much product, not product, but order, you know, shipments out to people as possible. And especially if they're containing essential supplies, but also to limit their, I know all of the, uh, the delivery services have all gone to no contact deliveries. And um, so like they won't, if you're waiting, they're like, go back inside, please, please go back inside your house. We're going to leave this. You can grab it in a second type stuff. So they're trying to limit contact as well. And it, it's just, this is a thing that you probably didn't think about until now. And then oh, oh, we have this one choke point and they, their hands are tied too. So really interesting sign of the times and possible impetus for change. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that, you know, when we're talking about the, uh, the big comics coming out and I think they'll tailor more to, it'll, it'll allow comic book companies probably to tailor more to special order comics. So instead of, you know, you as a comic retailer, you have to order 50 copies of cover a to get variant mm-hmm. co- to get one to five copies of variant cover B and then increase your order to get variant cover C or so forth. You know, when they do, let's say five to 10 different variant covers of each comic book, I think what you'll see is a more specialized market where the distributor or the, the, the publisher will say, okay, well, this is going to be the price for this artist's cover of this issue. And you'll be able to just order that issue through the comic book store. They'll, they'll, that order will go up either. I don't even know hundred percent if diamond doesn't go away in this and the way forward is not figuring a more direct market to the retailers now because it's just it it's easier i could see somebody like amazon stepping in and being like we can handle that yeah you know but in times like these it can't you know right but like nobody can and arguably you know if you live in an affected area comic books are not essential i mean everybody's bored and stuck at home and everything but it's like Let's be real. That's not essential. You so. know what is though? 
my KK slider amiibo that just got delivered. Because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was on Amazon. I was like, whoa, shoot. What is this? Yep, it was delivered today. So, uh, so you know, I wonder- people in need. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always wondered, too, um, if, you know, even if you're talking about a competitor, if this won't allow... Because there used to be rigid, there used to be regional distributors, and they, this, this, they all got gobbled up, and it's weird too. Because if you want to talk about um, the classic flip flop, Mile High Comics mm-hmm. is the reason uh, their their testimony before I, I don't remember if it was the FTC or whoever, uh, their testimony saying that Diamond Distributors was not a monopoly was then reversed a few years later when they went back to court and like, Oh, Hey, wait, yeah, they kind of are a monopoly. This is a bad thing. Um, but diamond has prevailed. And I wonder if maybe this doesn't allow, um, at least by region, maybe some sort of co-op that, uh, that store owners can get into just on their own and say, Hey, and they can get some bargaining power to go to the publishers and say, Hey, we can, we can commit to this, you know, X X amount of books and just cut out the the diamond distributors. I I don't know what the answer going forward is. I, unfortunately, I feel like there's going to be a lot less physical media, but. Mm. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, along those same lines, right? Uh, people are home. People are buying games. We talk about our humble bumble hit each week uh, to help you stay entertained while you're out there. Uh, but class, you found this headline that Doom Eternal breaks franchise record for opening weekend sales. Yeah, the 2016 game was the best-selling game on Steam for its release week, surpassing 100,000 concurrent players on the platform. And this one has opening weekend sales of double the launch of the 2016 game and it's easy to see why uh the tw- so the 2016 doom game was actually really you know really well done uh really renowned for its soundtrack and its gameplay and particularly because it was a return to form it was a return to yeah. the arena shooter vibe of uh the days of yore and people yeah. were excited about that it was not an atmospheric shooter like doom 3 was uh, which was more of a like a survival. Yeah, I enjoyed shooter. it, but yeah, it was different. You're right. Um, yeah, so it was it was a really big hit, and people really enjoyed it, and so people were keen for it anyways. But now that everybody's plans got canceled across the board, it seemed like the thing to do. So yeah, it's uh, and it kind of it goes hand in hand with Animal Crossing, right? I feel like there are. There's two paths you can go at a time like this when you're trying to duck what's going on in day-to-day life, and that is you can take the, I'm going to chill out and just escape and pretend everything is wonderful and shiny and happy on my island, or you can be like, I'm frustrated and angry and I'm going to murder every demon in hell. (laughs) And so it's really worked out for them. We don't have sales figures on Animal Crossing, but I imagine they're insane too. It's probably the most successful title on Switch this year, hands down. Until Breath of the Wild 2 drops. If they can somehow magically magic that out. Well, that's true. There's that going on. I'm sure we're going to hear down the road from Nintendo that Animal Crossing just completely destroyed expectations. Probably. I I really want to see digital sales, too, just given the timing Mm -hmm. of everything. Like, I'd love to see digital sale projections and then the actual actual numbers that come through. Mm -hmm. Phil held a finger like he was looking that up. No, 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 no. Okay. He's right because this is the first time that I ever bought a digital first party right. Nintendo game. Same. For you. Same. 
I would yeah. normally buy it on cart for Switch, you know, because I have my reasons. But in this situation, it didn't. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out into the world and try to find it. You know, it doesn't seem appropriate. So, and I do understand that pre-orders from Amazon were delayed. Uh, friends of the show, Simkin and Delphine, they ordered it and didn't get it for a couple days. So they were a little bummed that they didn't get to jump in, which kind of mattered, uh, you know, because a lot of the early stuff is like time gated, like getting your museum set up and stuff. So, um, but yeah, everybody should be pretty much going with the flow now. And yeah, tons of digital downloads, I imagine. I'm also curious if people double dipped um, because they couldn't get their physical copies. And I wonder if people went and just mm. bought the just digital, bought, as bought well. digital anyways, cause they couldn't wait and they wanted to play right away. I, yep. I will do that for final fantasy seven remake. Cause they're saying that it's going to be delayed. The shipment's going to be delayed. Right. Uh, you know, given everything that's going on. Um, so pe- they want people to expect that. Uh, but digital is not going to be delayed. If I don't get the physical copy, I might actually just double dip it and then, you know, sell the physical at some point, just resell it, you know? Well, so we all know that, well, we might all not know this, but um, the Mario Kart 8 Ultimate is the top of the sales of all time for the Switch Uh because you have multiple copies being sold inside each house because every Switch needs a Mario Kart. Uh I'm curious on how close Animal Crossing is going to go to that, that, that 20, I think it was like 21 million units last time I checked. I know we have two copies in this house. I've got a couple of friends that have two copies in their house. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if this turns out to be a multiple copy per house kind of, kind of game for them. And uh, I'm, I'm like you, I might get animal crossing on physical when I can, just because I, I need it. I'm sure because of everything that's gone on, that there will be a dearth of, physical copies available sometime in the future and they'll probably get discounted i know first party games rarely get discounted but if they manufactured x number of hundreds of thousands units and they get pushed out to all the various outlets and everybody bought it digitally already they're gonna have to discount it yeah yeah and then it'll just boost the community you'll get new players in there at discounted rates Mm -hmm. and all that stuff uh going back to the doom thing talking about going back to its roots I was wondering as the playing, oh, you know, cheat codes were a big thing in the original Doom and mods and those kind of things you could do. And one of the secrets you could find, sure enough, are on 3.5 floppy disks of cheat codes for Doom <laughs> and as, as you go through the levels. And then when you replay it, I replayed the level, you can actually use it. It's, it's really cool. And the music it is, it is so good. It is so good. I don't know about this Animal Crossing stuff. My Doom Slayer will come slaughter you all. I don't care. Hey, no, man. We're hey, friends. Yeah. We're friends. Huh? Isabel's got her shotgun. You calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I do love those memes where they're putting them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, or better yet, when she comes back uh, from from all that, and she comes into Animal Crossing, everybody's freaked out by her because she's got blood and stuff all over. Uh, <laughs> but there is another one to hit here. Taskmaster supports hashtag stay at home with hashtag home tasking. This feels like a Chris Wisdom thing, but I bet you it's Phil Keating. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a Paul Klotz thing. No! I got it wrong. So me. Uh, I am a big fan of the UK show Taskmaster, which normally takes five comedians. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a comic book thing. I'm sorry. I totally thought this was like a Spider-Man villain thing going oh, no, on. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Educate me, man. What's the show? No, no, no. Uh, so Taskmaster is a British uh kind of panel game show type thing where they take five comedians or television presenters and uh greg davies is the um the taskmaster 
And then Alex Horn is his sidekick and assistant. And basically, he's the one that runs the show. Davey's just there to be the face. And they basically come up with all these tasks. They put everybody through it. And it's it's actually remarkable because they put the show, they started uploading seasons on YouTube a few months ago for free. So you can actually watch the first four seasons complete on YouTube for free at the Taskmaster YouTube channel, uh, which is great. One of the season, the first season is actually particularly interesting because it was such a unknown factor at the time that everybody who jumped on it didn't know what they were going to get. And so it got kind of wild and wacky. And then uh, a future season with Noel Fielding is really good. And yeah, so they're, they're pretty solid. Uh, so to support hashtag stay at home, they are doing something called home tasking right now, where Alex and Greg are putting out videos, telling people what the tasks are going to be. They're going to let you submit your video of doing the tasks and participate. And then they're going to they're going to run it like they would their show. It, but probably a little differently, obviously, because I'm sure they're getting thousands of submissions. But it's a really cool thing. It's it's basically a an AR game, if you will, in a sense, or a play from home uh, <laughs> game show that you can participate in, or you can just watch what people send in. The first task came out, and it was uh, throw a piece of paper into a bin in a spectacular fashion. <laughs> And I'm sure it'll get more interesting from there. So they tend to be really creative and uh, figure out things that really push people out of their, their comfort zone and their box a little bit. So I expect that as time goes on, this will get a little more interesting. So something to keep an eye on if you're at all interested. And the other thing we keep an eye on is Humble Bundle. So what's our Humble Hit for tonight, Paul? Oh, Humble Bundle just had some new stuff roll out. I noticed there was a James oh, wow. Bond... <laughs> Uh, what? I sing it. Roll out. <laughs> Don't no. burn out. Yeah. Didn't uh, you make that joke earlier in the show and it didn't hit? Probably. Yeah, I, I will keep doing it till some motherfucker laughs at me. <laughs> There's a James Bond 2020 uh, comic book bundle available. There's also a Witchblade 25th anniversary comic book bundle available right now. The aforementioned Capcom Mega Bundle, which has five days left. Uh, that was a shorter bundle. That is only up for five more days, so grab it. There's the Just Drive bundle that has a bunch of racing games like Project Cars 2 and NASCAR Heat 4 and other stuff that people who like to drive in circles play. And there are only eight days left on Humble Choice for March 2020. So that will reset next Friday. So you want to get on that now if you are interested. And, of course, the big titles there were My Friend Pedro planet coaster and f1 2019 in case you like to go in squiggly curves so yeah check it out use our code uh, you support the show if you use the code there are also all kinds of sales available in their store at various times and whatnot so check out all of that as well and that code is tiny.cc slash mega bundle all lowercase all one word of course and if you use that but you want to do something different up to 48 hours after you click that link or type that in it will actually take you, uh, you'll help out the show and you'll help out the charity of choice uh, that we have. And, and Paul educated me last week that you can actually change the charity that you would like to support, which and is great. Yeah, and a lot of the, the non-monthly bundles, you can change the charity that is supported and you can also adjust percentages. So yeah, so check all that out. It helps us out. It, it gets you some cool stuff. And we'd like to we'd like to help you out as you're staying at home and want to entertain yourself. There's books, there's programming. There's music stuff. There's all kind of things going on there. Yeah, this music production. Yeah, is, right. It's awesome. 
Uh, I can't look at it. I can't. I already spent my money on Doom. Uh-huh. Can't do it. <laughs> See, yeah, I never speak to any of the software bundles because I don't know them well enough to know if they're quality or if they're just like, you know, a grab kind of thing. So, Well, you do have to be careful. I think you mentioned this before that sometimes it's an it's a first 30 days of using it or first six months of using it. And then it's a membership yeah. thing after that. Sometimes you get a yeah. trial, trial period or a temporary license. Sometimes you get a redemption window for that as well. Uh, so it can be kind of, yeah, unreliable and sketchy in that regard. And that's sketchy. It's, it's not dishonest. It's just, you're not, it's just, just you're assuming that you're buying the software for a dollar and you're really buying yeah. a trial or something. Yeah. Uh, Phil, where can they find you on the web? Oh, man. Well, this week you can find me over at 143 Pixels because I am talking the original Legend of Zelda on the NES with uh, my boy Run Jump Stomp. But everywhere else, it's at Imaginary Nomad, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram with a one. And uh, check out Nook's Tavern if you want a, you know, a lazily produced, you know, (laughs) episode one's quality is kind of shit. But the conversation was good enough not to scrap it, even though everything in my body told me to throw it in the garbage. <laughs> so check that over at uh, anchor.fm slash Nook's Tavern or on Spotify. Did you get on iTunes already? Yes, I yeah, did. I'll, I'll give it a listen. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SoapboxGSTU. You can find me on Crash Test Pilots with Nicole every week. Uh, our episode for this week is going to be a little bit late, but we did record it today, so it'll be out tomorrow. Uh, we covered Mindhunter because what everybody needs at a time like this is a show about horrific serial killing. <laughs> so, you know, go check that out. And, uh, of course, you can catch me on Sundays with Philip and our brand-new shiny team member, uh, to be confirmed on Sunday at the Bromigos over is that right like here a on Catholic channel. confirmation on Sunday for him? Is that- well, yeah, since I was raised Catholic and went through the Philadelphia Archdiocese, I know how to do it perfectly in about an hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> That's how long a mass is normally. Yeah, Chris, where can they find you? You can find me over on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at In All Things Wisdom. And on Twitter, it is comes now with 66% less eyes than you would think. <laughs> Wisdom is the only thing with an eye in it, so you know. Uh, and Tom, what can where can people find your podcast? Your, I know you're not doing the, the one now, but where can they find stuff you're working on both before and now? Yeah, I think just follow me on Twitter, Yo Power Time, Y O Power Time is probably the best way. I'll post new stuff. Uh, you can check out backlogcompanion.com and powertimepodcast.com. Yep. That sounds awesome. And your episode of 143 Pixels from season yeah, one. Yeah, check that out. So cool. it is really good. It, it, it taught me something. Even though I only played the new Link's Awakening, it taught me some things and it was really cool. So. Uh, I'm Rock Gunner Podcasting all across social media, and I do a lot of stuff. Just check it out. GSTU.net is where you can find all the wonderful shows in this network. Uh, and then my other work is at conmods.com, theconmods.com with Tony P. Henderson. And uh, not a whole lot going on there because all our conventions are being canceled. Uh, but we're working on that. We're, he actually threw another one at me in June that we're going to try to pick up, which will give us, uh, if it goes off, give us a replacement. So it'll be all right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, tune in next week to hear Kristen say. And that's the bottom line because BTP said so. <laughs> Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel. 
And you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at GiantSizeTeamUp.com.